Alright, so today we're talking about purpose. Yeah. yeah. And then we just go from there. Perfect. Yeah, like that could even act as the intro right there. Right there. Yeah, what's <laughs> purpose? <laughs> yeah. Alright, well, little ghost train haze. Mm. Um, lemon skunk. Mm. So kind of a little blend down to the bottom of the barrel for another day or so, but then be back rolling with some nice new fresh oh some some more coming yeah okay. uh-huh. it's drying right now okay nice yeah it's curing yeah the right way the right way uh do you do or i mean it's like we will smoke no bud before it's time what was uh-huh. that like we will drink no wine before it's time one of those commercials was like that they were talking about some fine wine or some yeah yeah that's yeah yeah that sounds familiar this may have been before my time yeah (laughs) it probably was (laughs) so got to cure it right Uh otherwise it's like dispensary is jars jars the right way i cold cure it okay no fans i just hang it in a cool dark you know room it's legal to do that right Um, fyi and um yeah. So, and then do you do jars after that process? Yeah. And then you burp them and do that whole thing? Yeah. Uh-huh. I let it dry though for. That means you like open the jar a oh, little bit to let the air out. Because yeah. otherwise it might mold. Uh-huh. Is that the idea? I, I let it get pretty dry. I do, you know, Before. like 10 days of it hanging typically. Just to be sure because mold's such an issue. Is that why? Yeah, and just, it just comes out nicer. Like okay. I do a dry trim mm-hmm. afterwards. Um, you know, I've done it several different ways and this just seems to taste better, smoke better, looks better, smells better. You know, it could be like, you know, what's that, um, thing where you've got the, uh, um, you know, the, you think it's better, but yeah, you think it's better, mm-hmm. you know, when they do a, a placebo, it could right. be placebo. Right. Yeah. But it's, it's hard to test those pretty things, fucking good. <laughs> especially like things like taste and, yeah. and, and, a, and a high, mm-hmm. you know, like we talked before, I have a hard time telling the difference. Yeah. You know well, I mean? in the 22 bowl <laughs> challenge, mm-hmm. you know, my strains were at the very top and, you know, so the, there was the other ones were like was, dispensaries. No, they were from, there. um, another, uh, a genetics guy who oh, right. uh-huh. gave me some as samples and they were okay. all done really well. Yeah. And, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, it's, I think a lot of people, what they do is they do a good job growing and then they suck at finishing, mm. right? They either try to do it too quick or they do it under heat or they yeah. put fans on it. That's what happened to me the first or, couple of yeah. years that I just like they were brittle and dry and just like yeah. dust. I mean the finish <laughs> it was the finish is everything, right? Yeah. It's like right. Yeah. you can do you know. I mean mm-hmm. it's like imagine making a kick ass meal mm-hmm. and then you just slop it on the plate. If you don't put right. it on the plate where it looks good, right. it doesn't taste as good. Presentation is it, half of it. Yeah, and it does remind me even of like more even so like overcooking a steak. Yeah. Like there's that place where it's like just right. Yeah. And then if you do too much, right. it ruins the it's whole thing. It's a fucking thing. hockey it's, puck at right, that point. Right, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> My dad yeah. used to do that. Like he yeah. likes his fucking like overdone gray, <laughs> you know? It's yeah. like, man, this so is I grew really up, good I grew stuff. up some, somewhat like that too. And it took me time to like be okay with, you know, and now I'm like, you know, it's pretty red. I like it yeah. pretty red. Yeah. yeah. Aaron likes it's it way fucking no. bloody. Uh-huh. <laughs> She's rare like, is the way to go. Yeah. Medium yeah, rare yeah. is great. But yeah. you know, when you cut it and it fills the plate with 
She calls it juice. steak juice. I'm like, it's not steak juice. It's blood. It's delicious. That's hilarious. Listen. I just had the conversation opposite, and I was saying it was juice. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my girl, she's like, that's blood. I don't want that one. And I was like, that's not blood. I mean, it's, it's there's blood in it. <laughs> it's it's blood and fat, blood. which is, hey, I guess it's a good combination. I mean, isn't yeah. that what you're eating anyway? Yeah. Cooked. Yeah. You're maybe turning yours down a little Cooked bit. Cooked blood. Cooked blood. <laughs> so. So, yeah. Anyway. All right, cool. Cured well. Uh-huh. Nice. Yeah. From weed to steak. <laughs> the fine things in life. <laughs> Ghost so gonna, train? Mm, yeah. So we're going to talk purpose. That's purpose. What, yeah. Speaking of uh, steak, mm. Aaron's going down next week to Texas, unless it's still freezing balls out, but mm. um, to do some hog hunting. Okay. So, Nice. She's never done that before. Huh. So how, how was she's a hunting fucking maniac. Yeah. Right. Huh. Yeah. And so what's the difference? Like, how do you, is there, is there any difference? I've never done yeah. it. So, <laughs> so my one time I saw that video of John Jones shooting that hog out of a helicopter recently. Yeah. They, <laughs> you know, they have such a problem with them that yeah. there's open bounties on them. Right. Or you can get, you know, you buy a tag. I think you still got to buy a tag, but um, now here it's like you can that get, in Hawaii too. you know, like just yeah. as many as you can fill. Yeah. Um, but when we were in Africa and Somalia, we had this mission where we were um, flown in and we captured these um, weapons caches of General Adid. He was the big, powerful warlord back in that time. And so my team was sent to track the sentries, the guards that had fled into the bush, right? And there's fighting positions all over this area. So we're moving stealth, like we're moving fucking like champs, right? Mm. And the funny thing is, is we smoked up right before this mission. So we're pretty blazed up. And um, my team was kind of like the rebel team, if you will. So we're moving so fucking stealth, so like just on point. I walked right up on this wild boar, like literally five feet away from it. And I'm carrying a saw. So it, it was weird because I don't know if I had the wherewithal not to start shooting because there was enemy in the area or not to start shooting because it bolted the other way. But this thing like startled us both because we're creeping. I mean, we were... Um, so, and those things are mean, man. They'll, hear, they'll yeah. attack you. <laughs> so I don't know. I don't know how she's going to be hunting. I don't know if they're going to be in the, you know, walking through brush and, um, doing yeah, it that way. Like, or if they're going to be, them or yeah. Sit and wait. Mm -hmm. uh, right. So, yeah. I don't know. Uh, interesting. But she's, you know, she's going with a crew that's pretty experienced. So. Okay. Nice. Should be cool. I'm looking yeah. forward to getting some. Hell yeah. Meat. I bet it's delicious. Yeah. So you guys have been getting a lot of, because she's been going so much. We've got elk in the freezer right now. We've got whitetail in the freezer. We've got antelope in the freezer. Wow. Um, yeah. yeah. So yeah. hopefully we'll have some wild boar in the freezer. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. And our dogs get all the scraps. I mean, Do they? you know. Okay. Uh -huh. We've got five dogs, uh, yeah. so that's <laughs> yeah. that's a uh, you need the right. It's kind yeah. of, it's expensive. so we use the whole thing. I mean, we got a freezer 
in this back room full of bones. You know, we keep the bones. We what do you do with bones? Make bone broth. Yeah. Yep. Also give them to the dogs. Uh-huh. Um, you know, because they'll they can eat raw bones. They can't eat cooked bones because then they'll splinter. Oh, it's cooked. Yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So raw bones okay. don't splinter like I that. I heard like chicken bones will splinter too. And chicken bones. Well, not raw. Oh. Is that right? No, okay. not raw. Huh, all right. Yeah, because we'll give them sometimes like a raw chicken back, mm. right? And uh-huh. they'll just chomp the bones. The first time I did that, man, I was like, you know, because I'm talking to people and they're like, oh, yeah, it's fine. It's going to seem weird, but it's fine. And they're just chomping it down and then just swallowing it. I'm like, oh, shit. Is right, that going to get lodged? Is that yeah. going to get... Um, They're not too small? To like, the bones? Yeah, like... Mm-mm. Because, it, again, it doesn't splinter like when they're cooked. When they're right. cooked, they become sharp. Yeah. Yeah. But when they're not cooked, yeah. they, you know, break down different. They break right. up different. And then the way they chew it. I mean, I yeah, bet that's... Yeah, I guess that's... I wouldn't know because I've never consumed... <laughs> never chewed on a bone <laughs> until a you bone, ate the whole thing. Bone. That's why dogs like bones. It's evolutionary. That's why, like, they go for the liver first. Yeah. That kind of stuff. Like they go for that nutrition, like it's for a reason at least, right? Yeah. Our dog just like takes the bone and then just hides it. Yeah. <laughs> and then like forgets where he puts it. <laughs> right. And so then like I'm these... like look, I'm like looking in my closet one day and there's this old oh, bone, that's like <laughs> so old rotted, smelly bone. You're yeah. like, Damn. yeah. He yeah. even put some in like my my clothes drawer the other day, like in the closet, like just leaving you gifts. Right. Just yeah. stashing them, like okay. Mm-hmm. I'm going to hide this shit so no one finds it. Yeah, I don't know if he remembers. Like, yeah. Yeah, or if he forgets or if he goes back. I do that shit. Do you guys ever do that where you're like, okay, I'm going to put this somewhere where I'm not going to forget. Right. And then you can't find it. Yeah, at least <laughs> And then you run into it like, yeah. yeah, you know, a month I've later. Done, and I've you're done like, pretty good oh. at it. Like, you know, like how to organize, you know, like I have places where you, I have places where I put stuff, mm-hmm. right? So there's like an area where my computer, st- you know, it's an HD, if it's an SD card, if it's whatever, it goes there. Right. And then I at least know where to put stuff. Same thing with like notes on a phone, pass. You got to like remember where you put right. so it's much hard, nowadays. It's you live with somebody else. Yes. And then yeah. they don't, like they know, but they, they don't remember. So they put it wherever they would put mm-hmm. it. And then the folders in the house don't exist anymore. <laughs> yeah. My house, it's scissors. <laughs> Jade, my girl's daughter, like always takes the scissors and puts them in her room. So every time I go to get scissors, You're like, where I got are the scissors? It. Oh, they're in her room. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not even going to look for them. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. All right. Yeah. What do you want to get on purpose? Purpose. Yeah. Purpose. What do you think purpose is? <laughs> what is purpose to you, Anna? To me? Yeah. Oh, specific question. Okay. It's. Um, I don't know. That's a very <laughs> hard question to answer. Um, I think purpose is like meaning. It's drive. It's mm. motivation. It's what gets you going somewhere. You know, you feel like you have a reason. Mm-hmm. Mm. And that reason can have a lot of other little reasons in it. It doesn't have to just be, well, or you could, I don't know, can you have multiple, multiple purposes or is it Always. just one? I think so. I mean, I think there might be like, it might be like a, a highest purpose. Yeah, like a yeah. driving purpose, but there's higher ones and lower uh-huh. ones. But it take, I mean, you gotta have you gotta do a lot of things to mm-hmm. get the, to, to get there. You right. gotta do a bunch of small things on the way. Right. So, and you might somebody might put like family as their main purpose, mm-hmm. right? And then their <laughs> career as another purpose. You, you know. So I think yeah, you could definitely do that. Um, yeah. What about to you? What is I think I think when we say purpose um you know like what you said it's you you have a reason for it right um i think that's mm-hmm. a important mm-hmm. you know um 
descriptor of it. Yeah. I mean, when I was thinking about what it is, that's when immediately where I went was like, what did the words mean? Uh-huh. I mean, first thing I thought was like aim. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think that might be one of the better like stories in a word. Mm-hmm. You know, this one guy said words are frozen poems. So they like contain like all this, like a whole story inside mm-hmm. of it. Like you think of a guy aiming an arrow sure. or a path. You like see things in your head when you mm-hmm. hear words. You know what I mean, so I thought that one was good. Mm-hmm. And then when I looked it up, I saw, you know, I started to see like collections of ideas. Like you said, um, like the motivation, whatever word you said for that. Mm-hmm. Like there's also like this thing that's like the energy drive, you know, the cause, mm-hmm. right? The um, motivation. The, so that was one. And then another one was like goals and aims. Those are the other words. And mm-hmm. then reason. Um, so then I like looked them up. And at, at one point in the etymology of reason, it even said, because it says things like critical thinking, there's like that side of mm-hmm. it, the ability to make judgments, that's like reason. Mm-hmm. Um, but then uh, at the etymology, it had a thing where it was like those, those judgments and those, those, the logic of the mind, that mm-hmm. part of it was used towards an aim, mm-hmm. towards a goal or a, va- a value. And that that was even the definition of reason was it was like logic towards... Um, some sort of an end mm-hmm. yeah so it kind of even implied in there um, that idea yeah so aim goal those are kind of the big ones I was thinking about mm-hmm. nice mm-hmm. you know what I was thinking because I was I just went out together. I'm good for now are you yeah. good, no, I'm good yeah. what I was thinking about it because you can have a lot of goals right because that was one of the first things that came to mind was having a target Right, yep. something to mm-hmm. aim at. Um, but goals to me are like a lot of times the steps along the way into purpose. And so I was trying to think about what should be things that, at least from my opinion, that would define purpose. And that was a lot of how you pursue something versus the pursuit of something, right? Because I might, my goal might be to own a house, let's say, so that my family has a place to live, but that might not be like my purpose in life. You know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So that's kind of like a a step to get me to Mm -hmm. my purpose, whatever. The higher purpose. Mm -hmm. And so you might then when you're pursuing buying that house, it might not be fun for you. It might not be super motivating for you mm-hmm. in the regards of the something that you, yeah, that you choose, that you want to do, right? Mm-hmm. Willingly. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know you have to. So you might look at it in a begrudgingly type of way. So what I was thinking about with purpose is that it's got to be something that you pursue with enthusiasm and vigor, you know? like with a high positive motivation and desire for it, desire mm. for achieving it, then, um, then something, then begrudgingly the, or, uh, you know, like I have to mm. do this. I think yeah. that those things might come into play at times because mm. of the mm. commitment you make and, mm. you know, you get into the journey. And again, I see this with um, people trying to lose weight, you know, get in shape. I mean, I've seen it for 30 years. They have this vision of themselves, mm. right? Okay. So they visualize themselves being on a beach and 
being out looking there in good. front of people <laughs> looking good, whatever, right? Yeah. So you build up this image. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. <laughs> you don't build it up long enough to make that, man, that is my fucking motivation, at least for the short term, right? Mm -hmm. Maybe that's your, your purpose for the short term. Um, and so as they start pursuing it and it gets rough and it gets hard and, you know, old habits come mm. knocking on the door mm. again yeah, and all yeah. of those things, you lose that yeah. enthusiasm that yeah. you had built up in your mind. Yeah. And so for me, if somebody's got a purpose, they're always going to refuel that enthusiasm and, well, I, I you know, think, recharge it. And they're going to mm. find that like, you know, the beacon that's pulling you. But there I think for them to do that, the purpose can't be to be shredded alone mm -hmm. that's the so they need the yeah. higher purpose so it's it's like um i like that you said like f that they have the fantasy though because mm -hmm. i think i think um i was also relating it in my head like what it's implying is that we we take in our life and our situation and we try to like make sense of it right mm -hmm. and we do that so we know what to do mm -hmm. right because otherwise, that's the problem I have. Like, if you say, "What does purpose mean to me?" I immediately go to like, "Why do I? Well, why do I paint? Uh, you know, why? What do I paint? Mm -hmm. What do I paint? What what art do I do? You know what I mean? Like, you have infinite possibility. You know what I mean? And I know I want to do this thing. So a lot of the times, I have a hard time. That's what I start to think about um, is helping me decide what to do, mm -hmm. right? Because and so then you need like a so you, you take in the world and you try to make sense of it, you like map it, and then that gives you an idea of where you want to go. Because then you put like value statements mm -hmm. on things. I want this, this is good for me. Um, I don't want this, this is bad, you know. And you and you're often wrong about those things, so that you always have to like redo the map. So I was right. wondering, uh, do you think that people because I was gonna ask you in the mm -hmm. way that you were saying it, but then you kind of steered around, mm -hmm. but sometimes almost diminish the um, value of purpose because it commits them to that choice. You know what I'm saying? Mm. So like if you, like when you're saying to figure out what to paint, right? right? Yeah, yeah. So if you commit into something, right? Okay. Uh, so, so deeply that right. that's your purpose. Do you ever find that, um, it's easier, let's see if I'm saying this right, it's mm -hmm. easier not to make that commitment because at least you won't be making the wrong commitment. You know yeah, what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, I, I didn't really struggle with that uh -huh. for sure. And so because, just avoidance? Yeah, yeah the, it's well, easier. And, and it's maybe, easier. gosh, what if I'm wrong? What if right. this is... Yeah. Uh, um, yeah, and that's why a lot of times we don't like make the decision to do something. We yeah. like keep being like, oh, I'm going to do that uh -huh. like, next month or... Uh, at some point, I want to like do this thing. So we do like hide from things like that. So my friend Colin was telling me, and, and I asked him indirectly, not directly, because um, I just wanted to see what his response would be. And so essentially his response to like purpose is being all in, mm. you know, and okay. and that's an important, you know, that's an important I mm -hmm. think yeah, yeah, yeah. distinction between something that gives you the ability to, well, if something mm -hmm. else comes up and diverts you, mm -hmm. that yeah, there's something there. You're creating a willingness right. to, to be there. There was uh -huh. a, a story about a, um, I think it was like a Greek king, and they were invading like 
um, you know, Turkey or some, you know, country like that. And um, they were going against a much larger force. And so this is the way the story goes, is that when they arrive on those shores, he orders all the boats to be burned. Right. And yeah. then says, we're either going to win or die. we're going to die here. Yeah. Right. And so... <laughs> He's all in. Yeah, the they're all, all in. in. They're like, right, there's, yeah, yeah. there's yeah. only success. Right. Um, is, so is the yeah, option. Yeah. Right. And so I think sometimes that's hard for people because if you truly have a purpose, I think, mm -hmm. then I agree with what Colin said. You're going to be all in. So, so to me, to me, it's like you need the the aim before you could be all in, mm -hmm. at, or at the same time you're developing both. Like well, right, because you got to uh, know where you want to go. But then right, right. Once you know that. That's you you the can't path. get there without being all in. Mm -hmm. and, and that does allow you to question stuff, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. No, I think I... It creates too many, like, I think what it creates, it takes us back into this funny place that I think we're in politically and in the world. And that's where you get an excuse mm. and you mm -hmm. can be a victim because if something happens that's not your fault, mm -hmm. it's not your fault and you mm -hmm. couldn't finish it because this happened and it wasn't my fault, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. I had no control over the weather. I had no control mm -hmm. over this. Yeah. And when you're all in, it doesn't mm -hmm. matter. You're mm -hmm. saying, I don't give a fuck what comes this mm -hmm. way. I'm mm -hmm. going to... Right. So know. what's the higher purpose? I think that's the higher purpose. purpose. I think what that's the higher purpose in? is to be all in. I think that right there kind of ties it to a point where you might have these little sub purposes, mm -hmm. but if you truly have a genuine purpose, mm -hmm. you're going to be all in. Otherwise, I mean, there's would something it be there. A maybe maybe I could relate it to like some kind of like Zen, like non-action. Like kind of state, you know uh -huh. what I mean? If that was like all in, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? That then like purpose like lies in the moment or something like that. It still seems different to me mm -hmm. than like like just being all in. I feel like is maybe the how of to the why. Yeah, the purpose. absolutely, there you go. absolutely. I don't think right. it's one. Definitive. But you still need the why. You so need the com exactly. Yeah. You need what's the the, uh, the there's that quote that Nietzsche one? Mm -hmm. uh, he who has a why can bear any any how how yeah mm -hmm. right. Um, so, so you still need the why. Absolutely. I and, think the why is the mm -hmm. most important because again, if you don't have an aim, right, if you don't have that place that you see yourself wanting to get to, right, right. then it doesn't mean you can't be moving in that direction, but you still mm -hmm. don't know where you're going, mm -hmm. right? You might mm -hmm. know you want to go West. Okay, great. But at some point you're still going to have to mm -hmm. find Adjust. a yeah. place that you want to go. Because you um, don't know what, you know, you don't even know who you are, especially at first yeah. or ever, but, mm -hmm. you know, it's a gradual thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and so as you're going along, you adjust a little bit. Mm -hmm. And sometimes big time, big things happen, like you, you can be wrong. You could judge a person wrongly yeah. and get fucked, you know. And then that's when you realize that your view of the world's a little messed up and you got to, like, readjust, mm -hmm. you know. Um I think we're really afraid, though, of doing that, don't mm -hmm. you? Like, I think one of the biggest travesties in school that mm -hmm. they teach or that they don't teach is how to fail mm -hmm. and learn from it, right? Because failure, you get an F, right? I mean, you get an F, and that was like it's, this it's fucking... Feedback. Yeah. yeah, right, it's telling but, you something. Well, if you, if you look beyond the F, but if mm -hmm. you look at the F, you got a failed grade. You failed mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. And it became 
definitive, not like, oh, yeah, well, you're supposed to fail because how are you going to learn something if you don't fail? How are you going to take a risk? You know, so many people who get stuff right all the time, I would say the majority, and certainly there's outliers, but I would say the majority are so locked in a box because they're too afraid to step out of places where they might be wrong. You, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And so they stay in the realms of where they're going to be right, of the safety mm -hmm. of that kind of uh, prison. You know, a lot of kids mm -hmm. don't want to make mistakes. They don't want to fail like that. Um, yeah. So it goes back to that whole idea that to me, failure is just a setback, right? It might be it's, a large it's setback. A, it's a it sign. Might be, it's like a, so it's a sign. So how is this like purpose? How do you translate that to having or not having purpose? So translating it into having a purpose is that you're willing to accept that that's part of it, right? That you're going to fail to, mm -hmm. to reach whatever I think, that purpose uh, yeah, might I even, be. I haven't heard recently that... Um, um, learning almost always comes with pain mm -hmm. that they like go together, you know? Um, and it's, so it's hard to learn those things like failure, failures like that. Yeah. So it takes, you know, maybe it's even like, you know, you remember those times in your life when are like really dramatic. It takes like that kind of thing to like learn something, to remember something. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, so, so things like failure, little failures, big failures are, you got to reset the compass kind of thing, right? You got to like, uh, you know, you learn from it. You got to learn from it. Right. Yeah. You, yeah. So, yeah. That is learning. Maybe, maybe that I, is learning. I think yeah. that is learning. Mm -hmm. I, yeah. I mean, you know, this is what I tell people in class. Mm -hmm. It's like, well, I can tell you a bunch of times and a bunch of different ways. Right. And you might receive that if you're at the moment that you can receive it and it's presented the right way, you're going to receive that information. Um, I mean, a lot of people pull in the information, but they don't retain the information, yeah. right? But when you figure it out, yeah. you own it, right? Yeah. When when you finally go, oh, man, that's what they mean by inward right. pressure, Yeah, right? you can't. Otherwise, you're just like talking about something. A lot right. of times, we don't really know the things we say we know. We're right. just like repeating words and, exactly. like, and ideas and stuff. Right? And the only way you're going to learn that, though, mm -hmm. is by failing you yeah. you know you might get lucky and get it right the first time and you're but like you yeah yeah but you didn't learn it though and you might not even know i see kids do yeah. this like when mm -hmm. they play music i see them play something really cool yeah and they have no idea it happened right because now they're on to the next thing and they're yeah. getting you know, you know overwhelmed with playing <laughs> or whatever's going on in their head you know but i see that happen all the time but they don't know that they did it so they didn't like i mean that's like beginner's mind stuff mm -hmm. Um, I don't know if that's learned. You know, I think like what it is is like you start there and then we've talked about this. Then like maybe you, you start with like your like a sidekick is just natural. And then after you train for a while, it gets worse. Right. And so you like started in the right place, mm -hmm. that beginner's mind thing. And then you have to like lose that and like go through like all the failure of having to try it this way and mm -hmm. what about this and then doing it this way and it and you you know uh and then and then you get to the same place where you started i read that in um that that zen in the um that uh, suzuki book that D, dt suzuki um 
in the samurai part mm-hmm. that they would be in beginner's mind at first and they may you know their stroke was all badass you know right when they start and then as they learn they had to like unlearn everything mm-hmm. um and then and then they get back to that place at the beginning and then they've learned it then they get to like that ground zero yeah. But then they really know it. It's not uh, like an accident, mm-hmm. you know. And even yeah, right. Whatever that. Get means. rid of like the preconceived ideas. Right. So yeah. why do you think people are are afraid of being all in or committing or failure? Why? Yeah. Because I don't think that it's. Um, I don't think that one, it's practiced. L- look at how kids are growing up. Everybody's a winner, right? So when you look at little league soccer, you know, like those little um, Mm -hmm. ages, they don't keep score. When I came up through soccer, we always kept score. It was a game. There was winners and there was losers. And my dad coached my teams for a long time. And, you know, my dad wasn't like a soccer player. He was just a dad who coached Mm -hmm. soccer and learned how to do it along the way. Um, So, But he was never, like, really teaching us you know, like ball handling skills and things like that. Right, not too technical. But he did teach us teamwork. That was mm. his big thing, right? And, um, you know, we won championships. Okay, nice. Um, but he taught us how to work together, and he taught us winning as a team and losing as a team. And so he coached my little league baseball, and um, he was a lot better at understanding the game of baseball. And we won a championship. And little league in Texas was huge, right? So it was really competitive. And so we had um, this kid, um, this little guy, and he was not a very athletic kid. And he was with us for these few years that we were winning these championships and being this team that was really good. And so one year he got the MVP award, right? And so there was this one kid who was like this moose of a kid his age, and he was always hitting home runs. Mm. Technically, he should have got the MVP award, right? But this kid had, this other kid had stepped up and it was one of those things where everybody on the team like was rallying around him because he was like starting to get it. And so the reason that my dad and the other coaches awarded him the MVP was because they said he brought the team together as a unit, right? Mm. And um, it allowed us to take wins really well and take losses really well, Mm. right? And so um, I think when you've got that ability to teach people how to lose, to win, you you know what I'm saying? It it becomes Mm. a a far better method than Mm. preventing them from experiencing the perceived pain of loss, right? The perceived pain of failure. Mm. Because again, it's only failure if you quit, right? Mm-hmm. If you don't quit, then yeah. how is it a failure? I think, I think, um, yeah, I agree. Yeah. I, I think it's like, um, cause it's scary. That's why like people don't want to fail or, you know, take the chance, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And it's like, you got to go into things that you don't know and are uncomfortable with. And that's what learning is all the mm-hmm. time. Learning's all, that's why it's always painful. That's why but this takes us back resonated. to our last week's conversation, the fucking uh, pussification uh, of the American <laughs> male. Seriously. Because, again, we want to shelter our kids so much that they don't have to take those painful risks. And, right. if, and, you, and it, yeah. if you only let them do it a couple times, this is what I was telling people in jiu-jitsu about we've been 
really focused on attacking lately, okay? Mm -hmm. So that's been the mindset. And so there's a few students who are really good, but they don't attack a lot. And so what I was saying to them is like you're, you're playing the round like we're in a competition match where losing is, you know, going to have this importance to it. And it's like, so then what you do is you play it so safe that you attack me three times in a five minute round. Mm. I'm like, so if we get to spend 10 rounds together that week, right? Mm. You're not getting very many reps in. Mm. And if it's a rep game, how are you going to get those reps down? Then it's mm. going to take you forever. Most people will lose the motivation. But if in a five minute round you attack me 30 times, who cares about finishing it yet? We just want to pull the trigger, get into those attack positions, get yourself, you know, thinking of every time something's ex exposed, I'm getting to it. And when you practice it, when you get that repetition of it over and over and over again, then, you, you know what I'm saying? It's, it takes you into a better place than if you only get it a couple times. And so that's what I think our big problem is, is not that kids don't go through that. It's just that they do it so infrequently mm. and it's mm. so discouraged that, you know, mm. it becomes this thing that people shy away from rather mm. than embracing. Mm. I know guys who in business failed, failed, failed. Mm. I one of my one of my friends, man, this guy is killing it right now. And this is the thing. It's funny because this is how this story is. For years, he's been telling people that he's going to be a millionaire, right? And it even got to being a joke that, you know, oh, yeah, he's on his fifth time being a millionaire. Okay. Yeah, yeah. This is what I was telling people. Okay. I'm like, this is the difference with this guy, though, is that he sees himself being that right and he's a fucking knocking on the door right now he's there mm -hmm. okay so because it didn't happen in two years okay yeah, right. whatever and so he's met with all these little failures along the way that if you look at it from what he was doing they mm -hmm. were failures right. but if you look at it from another lens it's mm -hmm. like oh those were all little series of successes because Right. He went yeah, this way. Zoom out. Yeah, exactly. Picture. He yeah. went this way and failed, but it really mm -hmm. kicked him to this right. side, which led him mm -hmm. to this direction. And right. then he pulled himself back together. Yeah. And um, it's funny because this guy does this with a lot of things. And this is where I think his strength is in his character mm. is that he sees himself being this, you know, whatever it is that he wants to be. So he has a vision of himself. I think so. Right. Uh -huh. You know, I haven't gotten that completely out of him because sometimes mm. he tries to be a little bit humble well um, i'm sure he does that. or he wouldn't be doing any that's that would be the point he wouldn't be doing the things he's doing without it yeah right but he's also mm. he's also you know got a level of narcissism to him you know i think mm. you have to have that um as well well so now we're talking like the confidence part the confidence mm -hmm. to be able i still feel the like this is to, like i still yeah. feel like this is the how yeah. You know, to get to the why or whatever. But, uh, yeah, well, you know, that well, it's like kind of a lie. Like confidence sure. is kind of a lie. I'm going to be a millionaire, but you're not a millionaire. Uh -huh. But you keep saying that shit. Uh -huh. You know what I mean? But uh, you keep saying it till you mm -hmm. see yourself being it till you become yeah, it. Right? I heard You've got uh, to go through those steps. Yeah, GSP was on Joe, and his, his story about it is so dope. Mm -hmm. I, I can't, like, redo it or anything. But he talks about how 
he he knows all his faults and he's like i know i'm not like the best in the world but then on that day he like goes into the bathroom and looks at himself in the mirror he's got this whole intense mm-hmm. thing he goes through and he convinces himself for that moment that he is the best uh-huh. in the world even though at some level he also knows he's not yeah in, in what seems like a real way like it seems like his well i think connor used to do that it. as well yeah connor is one of the best examples uh-huh. of there was like jokes about lie. him, like, mm. standing in the mirror. But is that right? It's okay. legit. Yeah. It's and, legit. And it might take things like that to... I think it does. Because the onslaught, everybody's going to be like, who the fuck are you? Right. You know what I mean? And you have to, like, be... You have to go past all the haters and your own self. I think that would be the thing. It's mm-hmm. like, how do you lie to yourself, though? That's what's such a trip about it. That's what the problem I have with, well, like, confidence in general. Yeah. Is, like... I, I have a hard time enacting that. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's an act, and that's okay. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. I think maybe all a lot of the roles we play are all acts, mm-hmm. and they're all personas and things we put sure. on. Um, but I still have a hard time with the confidence one, the enacting the confidence, because I see, mm-hmm. you know, I have a hard time lying to myself about so, it. So check, <laughs> check this out. That makes sense. So what you were talking about is um, the we're kind of in the how phase of this. Right. So we talk about the purpose. Let's take it back to being a submission, right? Let's say we're okay. grappling and the purpose yeah. just becomes the submission. Mm-hmm. So when we talk about the how versus the why, we're going to kind of say the submission is the why, mm. right? So when you're rolling in the beginning, what we're going to say is position before submission, right? That's going to be right. scripture. Get yourself positioned. But then when you get into that purple belt mode, in my opinion, it's about this level. It's like, well, why would you limit yourself to positioning yourself always before first, right? the submission? Why not grab mm-hmm. the submission and pull your body into the right position? Mm-hmm. And so I think when we look at the how versus the why, I think those things can be interchangeable, right? Where you could have the why first of what you're going for, or you could have the how. So if you're building the hows, Mm-hmm. Right, that why is going to become way more visible to you. So a lot of times is again going back to submissions. What I've been telling people, probably I'm on a month of this right now. You know, this going this direction for a bit. You know, I swing different directions, but it's like I don't care if you finish. I don't care. Stop trying to finish because what's happening when someone's trying to finish is they get at least the things that we're working through is not getting tunneled on one thing because then what happens is they think that okay they're going to grab that arm bar by making this person make this move and then once he makes that move they're going to make this move it's going to take him to the arm bar and it's like well you've done nothing to corral that person into making that move that you want to do so it's only going to be by chance if they do it mm-hmm. if you corral them into it now there's a much better chance of them making that move right that's going to get you there so um I think when you start to break free of those bounds that say, okay, well, I've got to have position before then the submission, and we say, I can go for that submission and readjust myself along the way. Well, I think that that's one is the position. If you only train for the position for a while and you're not worried about catching any submissions, then when we say, let's go find some submissions, you're always going to be pretty well positioned, right? To get something, to pick something up. You're going to understand, wow, the arms across the body, if I put some weight Mm -hmm. behind that shoulder, 
It gives you somewhere to start. It gives you, you somewhere to go, things. and you can see Otherwise, a it's chaotic, clear. right, yeah. at first. Yeah. But then there's the people who thrive in the chaos, right, who they pick, you know, the purpose or the submission, and then they're going to figure out how to get there along the way. And I think either one can work, you know, well. I think you got to have a level of skill, though, to do the latter. Mm-hmm. You, you know what I'm saying? Right. And typically mm-hmm. that's going to come from building those house, right? Mm-hmm. So if you're building the house, then that why is going to be much easier to see because you're going to have the skills then to see a why. I think when we expect somebody to see why they're going to do something before they develop the house, right? It's going to be a special person to do that because there's so much chaos that gets you to that point. Well, that's interesting. Like, mm-hmm. I guess, what do you think? Yeah, like, <laughs> well, I was going to say it almost sounds like uh, you have to be all in before you can even see the why. Otherwise, you're not really all in. You're only all in as long as. So I don't think like, so. Well, because, no, because, so just hear me out. You were saying you don't have to know the why. Mm-hmm. You have to know the hows to be able to see the why, right? That's I think what that's, I heard you I say. I think that that's going to be the most likely thing for most people. I think most people will be successful that way. Right. But I don't think it's an absolute. Mm-hmm. I think there's going to be the outliers that see the why and figure out the mm-hmm. how along the I, way. I, but I feel like since we're all of us are so dumb mm-hmm. when we're young yeah. <laughs> and we don't really know what we want, this is how I'm thinking. Yep. Okay, <laughs> is that you 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 try to do things like at least you need that. I mm-hmm. mean, as far as like an all in or whatever, mm-hmm. you at least need to be trying and doing things. Mm-hmm. If you're doing that, then you're gonna follow this idea and you think, oh, maybe I want to do this. Mm-hmm. And to do that, you develop skills. So you develop hows, mm-hmm. right? So as far as like how the hows might see show the way the 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 why. Um, so so you try this avenue, you know. And uh, like at one point, I wanted to be like a music producer, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and I was like making hip hop and electronic music and stuff. So, for example, you know, yeah. what I mean, like I went down that route and for whatever reason, maybe like it didn't fit with me. I wasn't like that good at it or like for whatever reason, I found something else. I also like at the same time, like rediscovered like guitar playing and like jazz and stuff mm-hmm. like that at the time. So that that's really what veered me off. But so because I like tried a thing, I developed some hows. And so, you know, if I'm trying to relate it to what you're saying, how mm-hmm. this, somehow this thing can flip around because yeah. it, it maybe the, the, what you need to get there is skill. Yes. Right. Well, I, I think 100%. That's what gets to. And, and so uh, that's kind of what I was saying with you is that I think the skill is what's going to work the best for most people. It's going to give you mm-hmm. the most options, right? right? So if we relate it back to jujitsu, your, your natural characteristics right. of being strong or yeah, right. I mean, I was just trying to technique. take what you said and put it in a more vague mm-hmm. like, concept, just to try and understand if I was getting what you were saying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, because I wanted to talk about that duality as well. Because it almost sounded like, well, you can only know the why once you know the hows, and I wanted to say, well it can flip it, over absolutely. and it's like this you kind of need one for the other mm-hmm. and vice versa it's not just a one direction mm-hmm. way yeah and i and i think I, yeah i agree and i think i might even make the argument that if we're going to use jujitsu as an analogy mm-hmm. if we, we want to stay there that 
man, you could break this analogy too, um, but to simplify it, that it's still the submission is the end goal, mm-hmm. right? And so there's still a need for that other thing that is purpose, which is maybe hard to talk about. Maybe that's even why mm-hmm. people might talk about hows more, because I do think it's a thing about height. Mm-hmm. Uh, higher ideas are harder to talk about. They're mm-hmm. less concrete, right? Like we could talk about these things. It's easy to talk about, you know, matter and stuff like that. Yep. So the hows are a little bit more like the earth. That, the that, primal. That, right. You got to mm-hmm. go through those steps to, to elevate yourself to that. I mean, it takes mm-hmm. us back to we've been talking about this stuff yeah. in 10 different yeah, ways like, like some of the, on our the 11th themes. podcast, yeah, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. But it all comes back to a lot of the same philosophies mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's what the hows are. And if, if you yeah. develop hows, like I, I think this is the thing that, I don't know, I like to say to people, right? Because people will say, I've had people literally say this to me, like, one, when am I going to get a real job? Okay. And two, (laughs) why do you do, you know, jujitsu? Like, when are you ever going to use it? And they don't understand. But one of the things that I say is, what the fuck else do you have to do in your life besides get better at something? We're not in a point in this day and age where survival is the you know main focus we mm. we can pretty we can survive pretty easily you know um in the society it's just laying in our bed yeah yeah <laughs> i mean you know yeah. legit there's yeah. not a bunch of warring tribes coming after us or right. you're not you know, enemy you're not starving yeah. there's not you have rampant shelter. disease besides covid <laughs> you know yeah, um, yeah. so it's basically like living the best life that you can live instead of materially m- well yeah well mm. see that's why I'm, mm. I'm asking what is the higher purpose what is driving you to make all those well and so i think so I think since we have that ability, since we're not like dealing with starvation, following animals around for food, you know, migration routes, we're not warring with other people, um, you know, we don't have those factors that then purpose becomes something more than just survival, mm-hmm. right? So we've been elevated mm. from that primal level. Mm. So now we can choose a purpose that really mm. motivates and drives us and reaches our kind of inner self, you, you know. Mm. Um, spir- like a spiritual yeah, thing. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And I think then you go, you, you have an idea of what that is. And if you don't, a lot of people don't, then develop skills. Again, what else mm. do you have to do mm. besides improve yourself? I mean... Mm-hmm. When people, this blows me away because people um, talk about this. We talked about this actually a couple nights ago. Like things could be better. You you know, we're talking politically and the argument for socialism and all of this fucking stupid shit. Okay. Right. 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 And it's like ideologies could be better. It's like, how could it be any better? You are the freest. It is the safest that it has ever been. And you've got the ability to choose. Mm. So when we talk about better let's mm. define what better means right but when you've got those things you get to literally choose which direction you take your life mm. we all do mm-hmm. if we take responsibility mm-hmm. right so so check is that like i recently because i've been wondering about postmodernism and being into like the woke stuff mm-hmm. and everything that's going on you know <laughs> I, I find it fascinating i thought it was fascinating for years mm-hmm. you know it's just like so interesting 
But then I started to think, well, well then what is mo- mo- modernity? However you say that. Uh, modernness. Okay, if there, yeah, if yeah, there's yeah. a postmodern, uh-huh. what's yeah, modern? Yeah. Uh-huh. So then, uh, and then right at the same time, I've just been like, find, you know, I've, I found some related things recently. I found these people called the, they're the traditionalists. They're mm-hmm. these like philosophers that they kind of have an idea that, uh, I don't know if I want to go there quite yet, but so, so modern. So what is modern? Mm-hmm. What was modernity? And it's like, if I can remember some of them, it's like secularism, no God. Mm-hmm. So science has kind of replaced that, right? Um, there's, like, as far as, like, this is relating to you saying how easy things are, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Um, and that people have, like, a pro- but it still creates problems. It and, creates and we a lack lot of purpose. We lack uh-huh. purpose. So, I mean, the basic idea is we have, like, ma- material, just, like, excess, and we we have all of that yet you could make the argument that we're more sad. Mm-hmm. I even like saw this guy, Durkheim. He like one, he was like the first sociologist, and one thing he was studying was um, suicide. Mm-hmm. And according to him, and who knows, these studies were a long time ago. You know if they're you know really valid or not. But he was saying people like uh, who had religions, you know, committed less suicide. Mm-hmm. Um, men committed more suicide. He, you know, he did yeah, all those I've things. heard those, and, uh-huh. and I think they're purpose. still relevant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think they're still relevant. Yeah, um, that had a purpose, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think that was the main takeaway that he made, at least. That's how mm-hmm. he, like, that was his, like, narrative about it, I think, is that uh, um, that's another um, symptom of, of modernity, is, mm-hmm. is all that material excess, and yet we're, like, we're more sad or more um you, you know in, in the dark whatever and so yeah so there was a bunch of things like that um uh, you know like how lonely we are um uh how we compare ourselves that's another weird thing about nowadays like um like everybody wants to be famous and we see all these amazing people and we compare ourselves to them rather than like people in our village back mm-hmm. in the day that's who we'd be like trying to be like mm-hmm. oh yeah the thing about like not being okay being ordinary mm-hmm. that was i don't think that was necessarily a thing before i think that's an aspect of the modern thing is that we see everybody now uh and and it's not okay to just be someone who's like a farmer or who like makes something mm-hmm. that's not good enough it's like not cool you know it's not right mm-hmm. so all those things together you know uh, uh, contribute to the like lack of purpose and 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 almost like a maze to like find what it is inside of it because you know and this is all new to me because that the other side of it is all those guys like steven pinker and and jordan peterson Mm -hmm. quotes him and all that stuff about the enlightenment how much things are better now Mm -hmm. that narrative right Mm -hmm. so you have that narrative which makes a lot of sense sure like some of that like pinker's book with all the graphs about violence going down and poverty going down and mm-hmm. everything going down it's just like 300 graphs of like how much better things are mm-hmm. now <laughs> that's like the whole book uh, uh and 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 the idea is that it's because of enlightenment philosophy that then america was like based on mm-hmm. and, and and um but then there's this other view which may you know so that's almost like a progressive idea in a way it is that that's that was another important thing about modernity was that they see time as an arrow that's like evolving and always getting better, mm-hmm. right? Whereas, so the other side is like, that's where these like traditionalists come in, is like a traditional view is like time is like cyclic. Mm-hmm. So you have these like two different kinds of thinking. And so, um, I'll try to shorten this up, but, uh, and then the traditionalists think that uh, what happened, there was like some division between East and West, and what it was was modernity. 
So ideas that came out of like Northern Europe and white people, which is interesting because like, you know, in, in the... And in the woke stuff, they say like whiteness mm-hmm. and they say it has to do things with like time and like logic. And and so they are all these ideas that came out of Northern Europe that created modernity. And that separates it from the East. And how these guys define the East is like anywhere that still has like a living tradition. Mm-hmm. Um, and so pretty much everything but uh, West Western civilization is that. Um, and yeah, so... Uh, so then you have those two different ideas there. Like one idea is like this, and that's where I'm stuck in the middle because I'm always on the fence with everything. It's like one idea is that um, that in the past things were better. Mm-hmm. We had tradition, and that gives us meaning. You know, another part that's really interesting is like how we're like so away from nature now. Mm-hmm. We can wake up whenever we want. You know, the seasons. You know, we used to be like really intimately connected with like the sun. Right. And, and if it's cold, the sun coming up was this amazing thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, Even the foods you ate yeah, were had seasonal. To do with, and, yeah, right. Uh-huh. And your area and all that stuff. And we've lost all that. So one view is like that, that we've lost that. And that's what we need. And so sometimes I think that. And I don't know because I didn't really grow up with religion. Mm-hmm. Um, but sometimes I think it is something traditional, something esoteric or spiritual. I don't know what to call it. But, and then that other side says, you know, oh, but things are so great right now. You know, things are only getting better, more science, more reason, less, uh, you know, uh, less myths, you know. Um, so I, I, so for me, that has a lot to do when I think about purpose. I am, I've always felt like, like without it. Like, I, I think I have like a high, I, I, I see some high things in the world that I aim towards. Mm-hmm. But they're on shaky ground, you know, and uh, I can't like I have a hard time like supporting them and 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 I clumsily irk my way to to get to them. But yeah, so then, you know, and then it gets to my life. Literally, like I've literally been thinking about like people who like make icons for art. So art is meaningless. It has Mm -hmm. no purpose. I've chosen things that have no purpose. Okay, (laughs) You know, if you want to say those words like that, like art, that's arbitrarily putting a value on it right but you know what i mean people say that though right yeah, like like sure. like you could buy, oh, buy gas for the artist. car <laughs> yeah yeah but like what is the purpose of a painting on a wall mm-hmm. yeah you know and what's the purpose of music you know and so i've chosen things well, that are well, like I that i think you could def- i could define those as purpose like you think so yeah absolutely because okay. if you had a painting on a wall it could be you want like you're, you're trying to create something thought provoking mm-hmm. that is a purpose Right. Okay. That's why you go to uh-huh. school. It's uh-huh. thought provoking. It's to learn. It's to get your mind, mm. okay. you know, moving. So it I does would say, do stuff. I, I do think, think one yeah, of do. the underlying things is mm. connection. It creates mm. connection mm. to whatever, mm. mostly people. And mm. I think that's how. Mm. That's I cool. Don't know. Uh-huh. Yeah. I think that's I like important. That. Mm. Well, it, it's that kind of that move yeah. up in the world. Yeah. Yeah, I need that, and I like naturally. <laughs> separate myself from that all the time <laughs> yeah but the yeah, connection could be part. nurturing and, and so that's mm-hmm. why these uh the shift from losing religion or some traditions keeps people more isolated hey we talked about this last time yeah, yeah. And, then, uh, and that is a big uh, part of the modern stuff i think so we lose yeah. connection and i think that mm-hmm. hinders our ability to live or find a purpose mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. for yeah. sure in yeah. my opinion i, I, I think, think that's exactly right mm-hmm. and i think 
you know, to argue for the traditional view, it was a thing about families and and then communities and like that was a huge part of the the culture. And now that has somewhat been destroyed. For me, it has. Like mm-hmm. I, you know, like so. I, and that would be a part of purpose. That's what I'm saying. That's so the, people together. Yeah. Okay. Well, I dig that, and I should <laughs> think that more. Um, I don't but, see why it's not integrated more, though. Huh. You know. I'm going to take everything back to jujitsu because that's where my experience lies. It's also an art. But like I came up through traditional (laughs) jujitsu, right? I've got, you know, black belt levels in that. And then I've got black belt levels in Brazilian jujitsu. So the, the interesting thing that I look at is the traditional jujitsu that we learned, the way it was practiced, a lot of the techniques are are similar, right? Um, But the way it was practiced, you would say Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu is way more effective. However, what I see with people in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu oftentimes is just with a sports mentality. You know what I'm mm-hmm, saying? Mm-hmm. I know a lot more people who would consider themselves martial artists who have done traditional Jiu-Jitsu right. than ones who do Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. A lot of them did it. You, you know what I'm saying? Because I think a lot of people think the opposite. They mm-hmm. think, oh, the UFC is a scientific laboratory yeah. to see what works and what doesn't. Therefore, if you do BJJ, you're like a better, you know, you get more out of it. But you're saying the value well, of those old Well, so yeah, so, so check this out. I have a friend who um, he trained with me in traditional um, jiu-jitsu for a long time. And then we had both left the school that we were at and I went you know, one way and he's going another way. And we're both training in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu now. Um, So he kind of became an alcoholic. His uh, marriage dissolved. He almost lost his job where he was at, lost everything else pretty much. Um, For five years was just in this like Mm -hmm. really bad place. Mm -hmm. And I ran into him about a year or two after that. And, you know, one of the things that he said was that what a waste of time that other, you know, training was, Mm. right? And that, you know, Mm. Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu is the only martial art. And so I was talking with, you know, someone else about this and we were just reflecting. And I was like, the rough thing is that this guy didn't realize is that he's equating it all to the physical mat training. But the lessons that we learned, the philosophy that we learned, if he had understood it, there's a very good chance he would have never gone down that five-year crash that he went down. Um, And and granted, we all want to take slides sometimes. You know, it's good to have failures and setbacks so that you can rebound. But that's a big failure and setback. That's a big, you know, drop. And it wasn't like when I saw him, you know, he's like it, it launched him into, you know, a meteoric place. He was kind of, you know, besides being sober, it seemed like he was kind of making the same choices that led him down the route that he was doing in the first place. And so I see that with a lot of MMA fighters and I see that with a lot of, um, again, modern jiu-jitsu practitioners, the Brazilian jiu-jitsu practitioner, practitioners is that they don't see the value in meditation. They don't see the value in understanding philosophies, the meaning of what mm-hmm. jiu-jitsu is. And those are higher purposes. Yeah, absolutely. Right. I um, think those are higher levels, 
But here's the funny thing is that the guys who did the traditional jujitsu, a lot of them were just like, you just wanted to choke them the fuck out because they wanted to be at this higher place, but then they were out of shape. They were fucking soft. They couldn't fight. They never would do any kind of free form rolling or stuff like that. And they would try to elevate themselves beyond the physical, like it was beneath mm -hmm. them. And mm -hmm. it's like, well, That's you cool can't that. base mm -hmm. your elevation on something that you didn't do. That's why the samurai right. were such badass, like at least, you know, at least for me, ideas of a true warrior because they were fucking warriors. But then the goal was to elevate yourself mm -hmm. to places beyond right. that, Be right? A poet, playing mm -hmm. flute, shit. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but I would, I would, def I, you know, the way I'm seeing that just inside of this conversation is, is that those. Well, I like the fact that you could see the good and the bad on both sides of that. That was one thing, that, you know, mm -hmm. that you could see that on one side that like philosophy and idea of a martial artist is great, but the people that at least you saw doing it, yeah, had that thing that the other side had that you know. So well, and was, you like, gotta understand, I'm almost fifty, mm -hmm. right, and I'm training pretty much as hard as I was training back in the day, mm -hmm. as far as snowboarding, mountain biking, all of my physical conditioning that I'm doing. Um, now, the people that I roll with are a lot more technical, so there's not the same level of injuries and that kind of stuff. And I'm not rolling with any you know, behemoths right now with these mm -hmm. big, massive fucking dudes. But yeah, here's the thing, the guys that I came up through with kind of my colleagues at my age, they're not doing anything like I'm doing right now as far as the physical fitness side of it. Mm. I mean, I'm keeping up when we're doing backpacking and shit like that. I'm keeping up with fucking guys that are in special forces right now, right? I'm keeping up with these young guys who are fucking jackrabbits up a mountain. And I'm 25 years older than them. Mm -hmm. you, you know what I'm saying? And these yeah, guys are so. studs. Mm -hmm. And it's not any testament to like I'm um, special or anything like that. What That's I did skill? was I take skill? well, I took the lessons that I learned, mm. right? One of my instructors in my in early jujitsu, you know, my traditional jujitsu, told me, "It's like you're going to be my age one day. Yeah. So how do you want to get there? Mm. Do you want to get there all broken up? Do you want to get there all beat up, or do you want to be, you know, more of a technician?" So even when we were coming up through and things were rough, you know, and we didn't have a whole lot of skill in the early days of, days of MMA and jujitsu. Um, Mm -hmm. I was still one of the more technical sloppy ones. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, because I always had that and I had that traditional training where it was all about technique. Um, hmm. yeah. So it preserved me. You know, I don't have a bunch of cauliflower ear and I'll get in there and grind it out, you know. Mm. Um, but mm. understanding how to preserve yourself, how to heal yourself, how to meditate. A lot of guys don't fucking meditate. And it's like you're putting your body through all of that type of training. It, it's going to break down at some point unless you nurture it. A lot of guys eat like shit. They drink excessively. All of these things that when you're young, you can do. But as you start to get older, as you become an aging fighter, an aging you know, jiu-jitsu practitioner, you don't want to do anymore because your fucking joints hurt, right? Because you're drinking a lot of beer or a lot of things that inflame your body, your joints are going to be stiff. You're not going to be training the same way. And so, um, you know, a lot of these things that I learned early on accommodate where I'm at now and the type of training that I do now more so than that type of training 
makes me way better at understanding that level of philosophy you know mm-hmm. th- that we learned and so yep. it's kind of like what you were saying it, th- these things purpose you know the, the having the why and the how they can flip back and forth you know mm-hmm. one can kind of come back you might have your purpose but you got to drop back into the how stage to reinforce your ability to pursue that purpose with you know mm-hmm. more vigor or you know rejuvenate to re you know to feel that mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. motivation that you had in the beginning right yeah so yeah yeah, yeah. do you still think art doesn't have purpose <laughs> well you know i was somewhat saying that you know as a joke uh but yeah i do though because you self-deprecating well. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's gotta be like well, well you know well it's well, yeah it's like I think of art as a way to, I mean, yeah, you're working on your physical skills and they're Mm. very minimal. Mm. It's mostly, I think, uh, intellectual or emotional stuff that you're working on. So Mm. like when you bring people, you talk about philosophy through a paint, you could through a painting or Mm -hmm. a song or Mm -hmm. whatever. Mm -hmm. Or history or, mm -hmm. I mean... Mm -hmm. Because yeah, a lot of be art, wasn't that events? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Isn't that yeah. what art was like in the beginning? It was like telling stories? Yeah, yeah it, I think it was mostly like, or, yeah, it was. And then a lot of it was ceremonial mm-hmm. and, you know, that kind of stuff. But, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know, keeping track of history, knowledge. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, you know, I mean, that's not like really what I think. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like uh, I just have a hard time seeing where exactly my goal is like i think some and sometimes my goals are too low uh not in the good way that we've talked like so that goals low enough that you can achieve them but ones that i like sit at and i and i don't understand like which direction to go and like i said i, I like the idea that the aim tells you what to do mm-hmm. and that's mostly my problem in art is what mm-hmm. w- what am i you know what i mean i feel like like if i'm honest like i feel like the image is like a magic thing and it and it does have it does do weird things to our minds and it mm-hmm. and so maybe what i'm trying to do is like align myself in the right way to that thing mm-hmm. you know like sometimes i think what i do is like really egoistic ego, ego you know full like because what am i doing just thinking about myself all fucking day and then i'm like oh what's in my mind what do i you know what i mean and like that's what my art is it's just some like and what i'm putting out is so important for people but to I mean, see everything you do in life yeah. comes from you because that's you, Where, I mean, yes. you are living your life, so yeah. it's always going to be. That's a good point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that. That doesn't um, mean you can't use it for. Mm-hmm. But I feel like I want a purpose that's higher than just me. I would like to do things for other people. I, I would, but as a, as a, I don't know, as I sit, I mean, like I teach, uh-huh. you know, and that's, you know, it's something. Sorry, yeah. I don't even know why I keep doing that. Um, that's something for other people, but like, I have a hard time seeing um, that that goal in in a clear way of how to use art. Mm-hmm. I feel like I have this instinct. At least I have that. Like I feel like I want to be a painter, an artist, mm-hmm. you know, and that feels right. And I've gone through a lot of other things that maybe were more shaky. Um, but now I'm stuck with this other thing that's like, yeah, what do I do? Like I did my dreams for mm-hmm. a while. That was like interesting, and I learned a lot from that. But um, I don't know. Yeah. So, but like, what do you do? Like, as far as the subject matter, as far yeah. as the medium. Yeah. A lot. Yeah. Of that. Yeah. 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 Uh-huh. yeah or what? what do you do with it? 
both, but the, uh, the more the other thing. The what to do with is like business stuff, uh-huh. right? Okay. Like you said, you you have an instinct that you want to be, so you made a choice of being. I'm good. An artist. Okay. Yeah. So, but why then? Why did I make that yeah. choice? Yeah. Because um, it seems most aligned with like how I see the world and what I want, I guess. Um, you know, I, I was talking with someone recently about the risk, like it, you know, to to do like music or art is like a risky thing because it's most likely not going to work out. And, it is, you know, it is it does like um, exist in a somewhat not purposeful place nowadays. Like where the artist sits in society and what what they do and what it's for, you know. Um, obviously, there's like media and like YouTube and like you know we exist inside of like a an art culture. You know, I mean, culture is art. You could say, mm-hmm. right? Music, words. You know, if all those things are art, so art does have this. Um, uh, profound. Um, place that it sits you know inside a culture um but why i don't know like for me it was like a lot of it was like instinct like and it's like you try to do things like I, maybe i wasn't good at sports i mean i wasn't bad i'm not like a clumsy guy but um and you know what i mean and like those kind of things direct you like what you're good at what people mm-hmm. are like hey that was cool and then you're like oh really and then maybe you want to do that more a lot of it's like an accident like that i think a lot of it is you know, trying to figure out who the fuck I am. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that, when you explore that stuff, then, then you can better fit. Isn't that know? funny though? Cause I would consider that mm. trying to figure out who you are as one of the hows, uh-huh, right? For sure. One of those hows that you have yeah, to definitely agree that, find. Yeah. And this is what I think is the most fucked up thing is that I know so many people who have never even given that a thought like trying to figure out who they are. Mm-hmm. You, you know, it's almost like you're this new agey type of metaphysical fucking dude. Yeah. If, or chick, if, you know, <laughs> that's, you think? Yeah. if that's what you're after. That's yeah. why, you know, I think it's weird that people don't understand when I tell them, well, I'm just doing something for self-improvement for the sake of self-improvement, that that's not purposeful enough. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. that that doesn't, mm-hmm. if you're doing something to get better at, right? Mm-hmm. In, I believe jujitsu. So I was talking with uh, somebody about this the other day. To me, jujitsu should be the baseline. I think for everybody. I'm not do- saying that just because it's what I found in my life and you know I made the, the right choices. But what I'm saying is that if that's your baseline and you can never go below that, you've got strategy, you've got toughness, you've got resiliency, and you've got confidence that you've been working on. That th- those come with the training of jujitsu, hmm. right? And so if you're doing those things, and that's the lowest point that you can get to because that's a foundation in your like life. You just keep showing up. Yeah, then, the you, least, then you're you always going to be... You always have at least that. Yeah, mm-hmm. pushing yourself... Mm-hmm back up and and Mm -hmm. forward again so my first thought was like i first thought well maybe anything could be that sure like if you did well well, but but, yeah yeah, and i had i had Uh both thoughts i had both thoughts like first i was like yeah maybe anything could be that Mm -hmm. and then i thought maybe some things are better than other things 
you know, maybe uh, as far as like, you know, that you could get into anything and st- it's the one in the 10,000 thing mm-hmm. that exists in everything. Sure. Right. In the 10,000. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, right. your ability to fight, let's okay. just you wanna, use right. that. Let's go down that fucking mm-hmm. route because it, for so many woke fucking people, mm-hmm. it's a bad word, right? Yeah, that yeah, yeah, it yeah. connotates something negative. Well, I don't know though, because they also want to fight the fucking. Well, yeah, but uh, you know. But again, they look the at it different, <laughs> right? If you're fighting a white person, it's okay. Right, right. The right. white. Well, I know what you're saying, though. I know what you're right. saying. Right. Yeah. So, violence. Man, is bad I, and, hmm. I look at that stuff, and I think if you can fight, it doesn't matter what you are. There's nobody in the history of the world, unless they ended up in prison or something like that. I'm saying misusing what they've got mm. who was upset that they could fight right and i don't again i'm not talking just physically i'm not talking just beating the shit out of somebody that's a component but if you can just beat the shit out of somebody and you don't have any self-control you can't fight to make yourself a better person those kinds of things then you're just going to end up in prison or killing somebody or getting killed or whatever again i'm not talking about that i'm talking that's a skill set but yeah. having the ability to fight in you, mm-hmm. you can be anything that you want to be. Mm-hmm. And if that's the baseline, mm-hmm. you won't go below that, right? right? Yeah, because, yeah. again, your mentality is always to prevail. Then what you've got to do once you get that is you temper it, right? Because, again, people think, oh, well, that means success at any means and over anybody. And it's like, that's not what it means. You have to have that. But then, that's why in Kempo they do this. The Mm -hmm. left hand covers the right hand. The right represents the physical. And the left represents, you know, the intellect and that type of uh, Mm -hmm. approach. And it's Mm -hmm. like that always tempers this. But you got to build this before you can Mm -hmm. have this, right? Because you Mm got to understand this. And I like that. We've been that's another Mm -hmm. theme we've been doing that I that I've really like that. There's like this foundation level that's like the body which is you know is violent this is the way i've been seeing it mm-hmm. <laughs> that has violence in it all cells kill every other cells everything's eating itself like when you like really look down at things yeah. um and then um that that primal thing the animal part of us that if we like take care of that that is the support because that's again the the view you know it's like the earth and the the heaven like then you know right uh, and that is the the female and the male as well but you need that primal or the the earth to support what's above and i do think you know i thought after our depression talk mm-hmm. you know what would be such a cool study that they've never done would be um if you had a group of people that said that they had severe depression let's say mm-hmm. And because the thing is, they'll study, they'll be like, uh, do you work out? They'll just like ask them. Sure. I'm like, what the fuck does that mean? You know what I mean? Right. Like, are they watching a five minute Pilates video while laying on the floor? You know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, like <laughs> there's different levels to what that yeah. would mean, is what, you know? So what if you had like depressed people and, and uh, I don't know what it would exactly look like, but you have them do jujitsu training. We could just say that, mm-hmm. you know, f- and you'd have to be a year. And, and then after that, you would talk to those people and see the effects of obviously like the physical training too. It would have to be like a whole thing. Sure. Right. 
but it would have to be all in <laughs> for it to count. They they would right. All that's true too. That's true too. They would have year. to be all in because yeah. if they're like resentful, then it might not work because they're yeah. So, but as far as like the foundation of the body and how much that that does to how the mind acts, you know, mm-hmm. it would be a really cool study, right? And I'm pretty convinced it so would be. So I have a yeah. maybe controversial question. Mm. What about the people who are not able-bodied or people who are born certain ways and can't physically or mentally do jiu-jitsu? Well, how do, how do I you... think that that is a smaller percentage. I think there are people like that. Um, however, man, so I was listening to this podcast on this guy. His name is, um, is that our time? That's uh, hour 15. All right. So I'll, I'll make this one quick. This guy was fucking pretty exceptional. Roy Benavides. So he was this uh, Green Beret in Vietnam, right? So he's out there the first time and he steps on a landmine. He's, um, he was a... Uh, some sort of Native American and then, you know, Hispanic, so dark skin, kind of looked a little Asian. So he was on this, um, like, reconnaissance mission alone, dressed as a Viet Cong. And he stepped on a landmine, um, blew himself up, and uh, some U.S. soldiers found him sometime later, right? So he's in the hospital. They tell him that he'll never walk again. So... In six months, he walks out of the hospital, right? So, again, this is pretty exceptional. So this guy, then he goes back um, into special forces uh, or goes back in, gets trained all up. Does He said he did three jumps in one day, and then he goes back to Vietnam. So um, he so there's this team that gets into this firefight. He's on the radio. Um, listening in this team where he's got several friends. Um, allegedly, one guy saved him like a couple days before on this mission, right? And uh, him and his buddy, his buddy got shot up. And so they were doing this rope sling through the trees, the canopy, it got all spun out. And this guy had the wherewithal to tie himself, lean out of the helicopter, and unwind him so that they didn't just, you know, like mm. take each other down. Um, so, anyway. So this guy was on this team that got ambushed in this. They were like 12 men to 1,000 Vietnamese. So it was this huge firefight. So this guy jumps on this helicopter, and he only had his Bowie knife. That's all he had. He didn't have time to get his M16 or anything. And so it's too hot for them to land. They finally, he, he directs the pilot to land somewhere else and runs through this hail of fucking gunfire i mean he gets shot blown up bayoneted like 37 times okay 37 times and so he rescues the the people who are alive and the dead ones he drags them back he saves the um intelligence after that they he were was gathering. stabbed 37 times during this whole process <laughs> during this whole process okay. this guy is fucking a maniac okay then he goes back to um you know, this firefight and the helicopter crashes that they were just about to take off in because the pilot got shot. Mm. And so he pulls everybody out. He calls in air support to give them covering fire. Another helicopter's coming in. He got his jaw broken by um, a 
a North Vietnamese soldier butt striking him with his weapon. He fucking when he got he got slashed with this bayonet, and so he didn't have a weapon on him besides his Bowie knife. So he killed the fucking guy with his Bowie knife, and so finally. Um, he's the last person to be rescued, right? Once everybody's secured, he allows himself to get rescued. Well, the blood and the mud and all the grit from the fight, and this was a six-hour fight, is caked on his face, and his eyes are basically dried shut. He's holding his guts in his hand. His guts, like, literally came out from getting shot. So he's doing this, all this stuff holding his guts in, right? (laughs) <laughs> so he gets they get to a safe place you know where they're landing and evacuating these guys and they look at him and uh, they're like oh he's dead right he can't speak because his jaw's broken so one of the other guys is like hey that's Roy Benavidez I want you to make sure that he's you know dead you can't zip him up and they were zipping him up in the body bag and so he mustered up the support uh, the um, strength mm. to spit in the doctor's face as the doctor was coming down to listen to his heartbeat. So his his story was you can always elevate yourself. You can always from whatever you know your things that you've been dealt, man, mm. you can always do something. So I think that that's important. I mean, I get that people don't have the same opportunities as others. Some people have misfortunes. Some people have experienced misfortunes. But still, it's like you're still responsible. Now, I guess if we were talking about someone severely autistic, okay, I I understand that there's going to be limitations like that, right? Somebody like that might not ever grasp that concept. But somebody who could grasp the concept even if they're in a really bad place, mm-hmm. can elevate themselves. I saw and, a dude on a, a, sh- a show the other day, and Shaq goes in to, to a, a jujitsu gym, uh-huh. and he like wrestles with everybody, <laughs> yeah. and he just like smashes everybody, right. even the black belts. Yeah, know? how are you gonna fight He's Shaq? Giant. He's giant. He just like puts his elbow in their <laughs> face, and like do. yeah, um, and then the one guy that was able to like last the three minutes or whatever was a dude with no legs. Yeah. He just, <laughs> just moves himself around him, huh? Crazy. Yeah. Yeah. He was pretty smashed by him the whole time, too. But So drive yeah. and motivation. Uh, well, Perspective. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. Right. That would suck to grapple Shaq. Oh, man. Yeah. Right. Strong, athletic, too. Yeah, and he, I mean, isn't he like seven-something? Yeah, right. I mean, his... Three, think about 50, that. Like, his three, whole hand could palm my face yeah. and he could probably pick me up right like that yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he actually takes the front seat out of his car and then sits in the back seat he oh, has no his like way. car remade or at least he used to i saw something about it it <laughs> <laughs> sits in the back seat you know? <laughs> so did you ever hear that story about andre the giant i think it was uh um, Jake the Snake was telling it, I think, okay. uh-huh. and he, I think it was on Joe Rogan, and he was saying that Andre the Giant was so big that he would shit in the bathtubs at you know like <laughs> you know when the motels or oh, hotels, right, right. right, because he was too big to sit on a toilet. <laughs> Jeez, these toilets are not inclusive. <laughs> oh man, uh, could you imagine that? You like you're the maid, you walk in and you're like, yeah, that's what? fucked up. That's fucked <laughs> up. Oh, <no. laughs> you can't just do that. How yeah. do you? Yeah, right. You're you just like, leave it there. Right. 
I mean, I don't know if he left it there. (laughs) Maybe he did. Maybe he did. I don't know. I'm just... Yeah. Yeah. That would suck. All right. So did we really get to purpose? Did we cover that? Can we we define purpose? I think that was kind of the thing because purpose has a lot of meanings. I thought we covered uh, the definitions pretty well. I don't know. Yeah. 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 What was your definition of purpose? (laughs) I, I really talked about how to have purpose and I said um, well I did say purpose is meaning and um, or having meaning and reason Mm -hmm. uh, but also drive and motivation were some of my Mm -hmm. definitions and I like that one like I like that the drive and motivation part um, that it means like some like force inside you know what I mean um, yeah. yeah, I think I it's like that definitely it. got to be mm-hmm. internal. I, I think mm-hmm. if there's not a drive, you know, if it doesn't call you, yeah. I don't know if it's somebody's purpose. I mean, you know, if it's not I, something that you lose sleep over, that's, that's you nice know, so, or yeah, yeah. dream about or, uh, right. you know, that, I don't know if it's a purpose. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That It's not right. It's not a... a a purpose if it's not like a call I, you know it, maybe there would get stuck on definitions there too mm-hmm. like you know there is like you know a calling in life you know like being an artist or something mm-hmm. you could say that's a purpose um but then that still mixes the definition with like purpose of life maybe mm-hmm. and of course it's like a part of it but yeah it's not the whole picture well and maybe that's but, what we say is life's purpose maybe mm-hmm. if we're talking about the higher purpose Mm -hmm. for whatever it's what your life's purpose is Mm -hmm. and then i guess you could say there's even higher than that right you could Mm -hmm. say well your spiritual purpose trumps your life purpose if you Mm -hmm. believe in you know Mm -hmm. um afterlife or other types of you know connections and powers and things like that yeah and that is what people used to think because the spirit is like the highest thing possible Mm mm-hmm and, and in a way, that's what it was. It was like this highest goal. But I don't know what that feels like, really. You know? <laughs> Does anyone? Maybe. I, yeah. I think you maybe, probably maybe. get yeah. closer to that as you get older. You know, in that's martial arts, yeah. like the founder of Aikido, mm-hmm. um, Ueshiba, he uh, was told to be like a pretty rough jiu-jitsu practitioner, old school jiu-jitsu practitioner. And then as he became older, he became more spiritual and, you know, was seeking that mm-hmm. kind of level mm-hmm. of enlightenment, at least, you know, what I've understood mm-hmm. about him. And so that's where Aikido becomes this, you know, more harmonious, you know, um, fluid, yeah, yeah. fluid, mm-hmm. accepting, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. feminine, yeah. <laughs> feminine <laughs> martial art. Um, you know, what about, uh, what about the Chinese idea of like purposelessness? You heard of that? Like, I think it's like a Taoist thing, uh-huh. you know. I'm sure you can imagine it. It sounds Zen to you uh-huh. that the real true state of things is of nature, mm-hmm. and nature is just like waves bashing against a rock, and there's, you know, there's no purpose to it, mm-hmm. you know. And that if you could, it's like, um, like, yeah, I don't know. It, 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 like, if, you know, I heard, I think it was Alan Watts was talking mm-hmm. about it, like, that if you could just like pick up a rock, and like notice, notice what maybe just like notice what's around you and what's happening. Like, mm-hmm. You know, maybe like a in the moment kind of thing, a yeah. mindfulness thing. That 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 state mm-hmm. 
um, if you could find that state of purposelessness, then that's like the it's like a high it's like a highest mm-hmm. goal because it's like the act of being in some kind of high state yeah that from there like if you can get into that state like be enlightened i guess is yeah. kind of the myth of it right right if you could be in that state then everything you do would be aligned with like purpose sure um, well i think that that's where you've got to go through those levels did you, did you guys see the last samurai of course okay did you see that? <laughs> many times all right but anyway you know um Whoever the um, samurai was, I can't remember his name, but he's talking to Tom Cruise. Oh, right. And they're out in the yeah, garden yeah, yeah. looking at the um, plum blossoms. Yep, yep. And he's like, you could, sp- he's like <laughs> you could spend your whole life finding the perfect plum blossom. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't be a wasted life, right? right? Remember that? Yeah, and I think he goes, that's Bushido. <laughs> yeah. He's like, right. So, <laughs> something like that. Um, yeah, but I think you got to be a fucking samurai first. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You mm. got to fight... Like, I don't think that you're going to have that same well, approach okay, if you well, haven't so, experienced yeah, yeah, the yeah, yeah. grit of... I, no, no, no. I was, yeah, I agree know. with that. I think more what I'm saying is maybe how I'm thinking of purposelessness. Mm-hmm. I, I don't even really know what that means. But but then he's talking about existing in the yes. in the moment. That's, That's right. what he's talking so, about. Just so, the plum blossom. So I would, I would argue uh-huh. maybe that... Because you, you can find that in so many different ways, mm-hmm. you know. I think in music, I've seen that really clearly. Mm-hmm. What it, being in the zone, yeah, like, you know, athletic exactly. things, That's exactly. Um, and so, if you can get to that state and reliably maybe uh-huh. yeah. get to that state, then that could help you see those. Um, uh, that that you can climb like that too. Yeah, you could just learn. I mean, like you're saying, like skills, the answer or the how. You know, that's somehow, that's something related. That's at least in part of it, is that state of mind, the being in the zone mind, the being in the moment, the Mm -hmm. mindless, you know, right? uh, Yeah, because it's hard to get to the zone or Mm -hmm. to being in the moment Mm -hmm. without practicing getting to the zone or being in the moment. You know what I'm saying? You might randomly get there. I agree. But then... yeah. It's like, okay, well, how do you get there? Well, okay, you practice meditation. Okay, well, you got to practice meditation because I know the first time, Mm. you know, like I meditated, it was like every single thought pops into your head. You're like, okay, shit, when is this over? What are we doing, right? Right, And I'm always thinking about meditating. (laughs) (laughs) Like you can't really shut off your mind. Right. And maybe the more you practice, the more you you most people think like, oh, I just have to shut my mind off right and then they're thinking that while they're doing it they're like okay Mm. i'm thinking about shutting this off and it's like well no now you're thinking about thinking about yeah that whole thinking about thinking about yeah yeah. rather than just like seeing the thoughts happen. so you got to practice it a bunch of times until you can accept it Mm. and then once you start to accept it right Mm. it starts to disappear and you're like oh wait Mm. a second Mm. where was i right Mm. and Mm. you know you Mm. you start to touch that touch it a little bit right i do like yeah that you do have to practice it yeah no. The purpose of having no purpose. You got to practice the uh, purpose of having no purpose. <laughs> <laughs> yep. All right. All right, cool. Well, good. Yeah. Yeah. Peace. Thanks, Jeff. Yeah.